0: To lava, and we're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at lava And it is Thursday. So it has been a very, very nice, just kind of chill week for me. Not really too much going on. I've had a couple releases and managed to hit on one of the bigger ones. So I'm happy about that. And just looking ahead to the upcoming year and really what I want to get done. I did get some work done today and it was a pretty decent day for just being able to wake up, relax, get some work done, and then now I'm going to hang out with my girlfriend. So just a really, really good day for me, not really a whole lot going on. We had one very, very small release, and I'll touch on that real quick, and then we can just get on with our day and talk a little bit about the year and recap it. So it's been a really interesting um, year so far, but just for today and, and thinking about today, we've had a release where there was a Reebok mid question or Reebok question mid coming out and it was the yellow toe and not really anything too crazy about this shoe just a regular if you know what the question looks like it was a it was basically that shoe with a yellow toe on it and it really didn't have anything that crazy or weird or anything that stuck out about it but it did end up Doing pretty decent for resale. I think the retail on it was about 140. Resell anywhere from about 190 to 220. So really, really good margins on this shoe. You just have to make sure that you sell the shoe relatively quickly after it comes out because I do expect this shoe to drop in value significantly once people start to get the pairs in hand and start to undercut on StockX and eBay and all that kind of stuff. So. Definitely a shoe you wanna sell quickly, but there was some very, very high demand for it for a little bit there. So definitely some money to be made. I ended up not hitting on any of the pairs of this because I didn't really know that it was coming out until it did come out. And by the time I was set up and everything, they were already sold out. So a little bit of a low key release, but definitely some profit to be made if you ended up hitting today. So good, good shoe to hit on. Some lunch money to be made, nothing like crazy, but hey, if you can make 50 bucks a pair, you end up hitting a few pairs. That's good money to be made. So that was the only release that I had today that I saw. There no doubt will be some other things coming up as the new year comes around. And apparently 2021 is supposed to be a really, really good year for sneakers. That's what I've been hearing a lot of people talk about. And I imagine that's probably true, but almost every year seems like it's a good year for sneakers at this point. I mean, we have shoes coming out left and right that look like they're really, really good collabs. Now, I will say 2020 did not look like that great of a year for sneakers. I think that there were some really, really good ones, but in my opinion, you had a lot of dunks coming out, which really, really hyped up the dunk. And now you have a kind of a weird thing where there's so many dunks that have come out where it's almost flooded the market. So now the resell on these dunks have decreased a little bit and it's to the point where there's just so many of them it's almost like the easy 350s on a lower lower scale where you don't nearly have the colorways of the easy 350 but they have made a lot of colorways of the dunk and at this point if you haven't gotten a dunk it's like well they're they're not that that hard to get i mean there's been plenty of releases on sneakers plenty of releases on various other sites that would have made it much more uh much easier to get that shoe than most sneakers that come out once and, and they're done so Definitely some profit to be made on those. And it's just been a very, very interesting year. I don't think that the year for sneakers though has been anything crazy. We've had some good Jordan 1s come out. We've had some good dunks come out. We've had a few off-white collabs with Nike. We had obviously some cool ones with uh, doing a Strange Love collab twice. We did the Sean Clivers in December, and then there was the Strange Love collab in February for Valentine's Day that Nike did with the dunks. So two pretty decent looking dunks there as well as the Travis Scott Dunks coming out this year and there being the Grateful Dead Dunks and the Ben & Jerry Dunks. We've had a lot of really, really good Dunks. Uh, shoes that stick out for Jordan 1s. Obviously, the Royal Toe uh, Jordan 1s were a very, very good-looking shoe. The, they definitely did a good job with these and i was just somebody who didn't really understand shoes that well at the time where i didn't end up even going for them because a lot of jordan ones were bricking out at that point and there were a lot there was a lot of opportunity for shoes to end up losing value so those and the court purples were two of the ones that stick out in my mind as being some of the better jordan ones that came out this year as well as some other jordan ones that came out we had the most recently the metallic black those didn't do very well but definitely one that kind of sticks out in my mind and then there were the smoke grays which I ended up getting there were what other ones came out there were a couple strange colorways um, some Jordan 1 women's shoes that came out Um, there was the lucky greens that came out those ended up doing pretty decent for resale purposes and just some lower key Jordan 1s But there really weren't any obviously the J Balvin's came out recently and so there were some collabs but there weren't really any that stuck out to me is oh, this This is a must have shoe. Uh, the shoe of the year was probably the Mochas and those were maybe the most difficult shoe to get for anyone. I don't think that they did a very good job with that at all because it was almost impossible to get those on a foot site and the sneakers app in itself is most of the time impossible to hit. So many people ended up missing on that shoe that wanted it for personal, if, if you can believe that. So they've done a bunch of releases since then but it is just crazy to me how how the years pass by and all that's happened this year. So I I do want to reflect on that for a moment, just think about it, because this is the year I started my podcast and I didn't really ever think I would start one. It's just kind of something that came up and it's not even like I had that much free time. I just started it up because I wanted to record what's going on, how to resell and hopefully document it for people to learn from, uh, because there was a lot of holes in the reselling game that I think have begun to get filled by people that have started podcasts and started Instagrams and started Twitter accounts where there's a lot of information being put out there where two years ago, it wasn't like that. There was a good amount of information, but there wasn't as much as there is now. And I I think back to the people that were doing this 10 years ago, who literally had nothing to go off of and were the ones making the mistakes and figuring it out as they went and putting that information out. People like Reezy, people like the guys from what are some of the other networks that have been doing? I know that daily refinement was one of the people who've been doing this for a little while. They've just, they really know what they're doing and they've, they were kind of the pioneers for reselling social media, if you will. So those people kind of made it, but then back when I was doing this, I still didn't know that much about it. It feels like now it's very mainstream where you have places like Poshmark and Mercari, which are almost more of marketplaces that people now know of, where when I first started reselling, Poshmark was very low key. Nobody had heard of Mercari, and eBay was obviously the only place that people had really heard of other than Amazon. Now you have people that are selling on all these platforms that I know just are regular people that just sell on them because they want to make some extra money. So it is crazy how things have changed in the past year, and I think that things have begun to become more like, resellings become more normal. And obviously you have a lot that's changed too with the perception of resellers, where people that were reselling consoles and stuff like that they were talked about as being scalpers and people that were uh, botting. I mean, botting has been a massive thing that's come up this year. I, I expect there to be a lot more talk of it in the future, especially you have so many people that just are like kids and they're, they're, they're getting these bots and then they're tweeting out at the company they're botting from and they're going, hey, I, I was able to secure this item with so-and-so bot from Walmart and like tweeting at Walmart in the tweet. like Stuff like that has come up this year which really hasn't happened as much in past years as it has this year so there's been a lot of changes i mean obviously we've had covid there's been things that have been affected by that you've had several markets affected you've had several people had to pivot from what they were selling previously to pivot to new streams of income within reselling whether that be retail arbitrage stuff that's constantly in stock at places like walmart and amazon and and target or whether that's other sorts of ways of making money whether that's having a shopify site or something like that there's been a lot of people enter the reselling game this year that weren't in it before and so for me it's just something to kind of look back on and think about how how far reselling has come this year and how much it's changed and some of the things that have come with that whether people having various groups and stuff that's been another big thing of 2020 where so many people have formed these reselling groups that there really weren't nearly as many bolo groups or reselling groups or cook groups or whatever you want to call them there really weren't that many of these back in 2019 i know that there were a few but there weren't nearly the amount of them that there are now and i'm just seeing so many people start them and it's really not that hard the problem is that most of the people starting them are younger kids who are just taking reselling information from other groups and then putting it in their own group and charging people for it which I don't agree with I mean that's kind of like stealing and at that point it's just ruining the market for everybody because now there's so many people that know about a release that it's almost impossible for anybody to get it not even just the people that are trying to resell it but everybody now so it's it's been a problem and that's something that I haven't been that happy with but there's just been so many different things that have changed in this year that it's, it's kind of crazy to think about it now for myself it's been a massive growing year for me with, it, with respect to reselling because I've learned so much this year. I, when I think about how I started this year, I was going to Ross probably three, four times a week. I don't have a lot of Rosses near me. I don't have a lot of Marshalls near me. I was going to maybe like one or two Rosses. That's about it because most of them are spread out. I don't live near a city, so there aren't really that many that are around me that would be that would make sense for me to drive to in a single night because, it, I don't know, I'd probably be putting like 100, 150, 200 miles on my car just to hit maybe five to 10 Rosses. So that's not really something that's super accessible to me based on my location. I could do it. It's just, I don't know if that's somewhere or something that I really even want to do. And so I was doing that for a while and I was making some money on it, but then March came around and basically all the Rosses around me and every store around me shut down that wasn't an essential store. And we all know what happened there. We all know how everything kind of shut down in the country and we were kind of waiting to see what was going to happen and it was a time for me to pivot and i had started to learn a little bit more about sneakers around that time I'd started to learn a little bit more about retail arbitrage and then obviously you had things that just absolutely skyrocketed and everything went down you had hair clippers which were a massive massive seller I mean you could walk in and get a pair of hair clippers if you were able to find them and sell them in the store that's how fast they were selling and and make double to triple your money on them I mean it was crazy then you had weights that started selling so people were trying to go to the gym and gyms are shut down so you had weights that were selling really really well this year and so those were selling like crazy and people were buying those up and selling them on eBay and figuring out how to ship things via uh, USPS the, the uh, flat rate that they do there. So people were shipping them with that. And what were some other things? Swimming pools were another massive one that ended up becoming huge this summer because so many places weren't either having a, a local swimming pool. Like, I don't know of any local swimming pools that were open, uh, like public pools. And then there were all the beaches, a lot of beaches in California and a lot of beaches on both coasts were not even operating. I mean, the only place that I know of that had like working beaches were Florida and then some of the East Coast states that are... Uh, That border the Atlantic Ocean, but a lot of the West Coast, they were shut down. So, Now you have a lot of places out there with no public pools. A lot of people don't have a pool at their house. And a lot of beaches were shut down. Well, what are you gonna do to cool off in the summer when the kids are stuck at home? We're gonna buy pools. And so a lot of people were selling pools online. So those were a massive seller. And then you had the rise of sports cards this year, which was another crazy, crazy thing that happened where sports cards just absolutely skyrocketed in price. And and Gary Vee was way, way ahead of this. I remember when I was a senior in college, he was talking about how sports cards going to be the next big thing. And sure enough, a year and a half later they absolutely just skyrocketed in price and you saw that happen with the NBA cards and then you saw cards selling out of Walmarts and targets and people waiting and camping out at these stores in the card section for people to, for the vendors to restock so that was another crazy thing that happened this year and then uh, adjacent to that you had Pokemon cards absolutely jump in price as well so those had a much lower pop count and that basically means that there's a lot less graded versions uh, of that card or a lot less uh, cards of that of that particular card graded. And the pop counts in PSA 10s and 9s were significantly lower, meaning that there were a lot less of a PSA 10 of a Pikachu or a Charmander or a Squirtle from the original base set versus what there were for some of these NBA cards or football cards that were selling like crazy high numbers. And so once that market started to correct, you saw people making tons of money on Pokemon cards. And so that jumped up too. And then you saw some Yu-Gi-Oh cards start to gain some value. And, and cards as a whole really, really jumped in in value across the board. And so we rolled out of summer kind of in this card craze where people were buying up cards like crazy and stuff and then things for me in the beginning of fall started to slow and that's when i think a lot of things started to get it was like this weird time where we didn't know if we were going to go back into a shutdown we didn't know if we were going to stay open and you had a lot of places kind of on the edge of what was going to happen and there really weren't too many items that were doing that well with respect to reselling There were still Small items, releases, shoes, always doing well, but there weren't any items that stick out to me outside of some some smaller items, and then there there were there were other items I guess that ended up becoming bigger in the fall, but there really weren't too many that were sticking out to me. And then once we got deeper into fall, I remember heaters started to come along, and those ended up doing really really well, and and so people were able to sell some heaters and and things like that that would keep places warm so that restaurants that were at half capacity could see people outside so that was another big one that I saw people selling and then we moved from that into the console craze that's we had the card craze and we had the console craze and the console craze was incredible I, I I've never seen anything like it in my life people were mad people were ecstatic people were angry people were happy people were confused it was it was one of the most bizarre amazing things I've ever seen and if you were looking for a console and you didn't get a console you were very very upset that's what i saw a lot of i saw a lot of people on twitter that were very upset because they couldn't get a console and and if you don't know what i'm talking about the new playstation 5s and xbox series x and series s came out this year and seeing how well nintendo switches sold and how well lots of gaming consoles sold in the months of march april may when people were kind of shut down that was bound to happen when PlayStation 5s and Xboxes released that they were bound to do extremely well too. And, and it was just because like, PlayStations and Xboxes have a much, a much crazier fan base, I think, than, than Nintendo. Maybe they don't, but Nintendo to me is more geared towards the younger generation where you have kids that are anywhere from like seven to probably about like 15 that are playing a lot of Nintendo games. Like, mario and zelda and super smash brothers and pokemon and a lot of those games and then once people kind of get older they end up transitioning more towards playstation and xbox at least that's how it went for me and that's how i saw a lot of people go as well and so where, where you're playing more games like madden and call of duty and and more uh games where you would care a lot more about the graphics and stuff and while nintendo has come come far far along in their graphics and stuff that they deliver with the nintendo switch it's still not the playstation 5 and the xbox so those ended up absolutely slaying. I mean, reselling those at, at some given points was double, uh, double the retail price to even one and a half to to, to uh, or I guess two and a half to three times uh, retail for a PlayStation. So crazy, crazy margins, and people were buying those up. I remember the they released back in. September they did some pre-orders and I remember those sold out really quickly I ended up getting some of those and then it was just the months of November and December were just completely littered with PlayStation releases and Xbox releases and people trying to buy them and I remember waiting up nights like literally being up until like two or three in the morning for Target to release a set of PlayStations and then you end up either getting one or you end up getting none and you're kind of disappointed and it was just a crazy crazy time that I remember going if I'm able to get some of these, each one of these is at least like $500 profit. And so I remember just waiting up for a full night going, this is a ton of money to make on something so simple to cop if you're able to get one, so it's worth it. And so there was just a crazy amount of people buying PlayStations and Xboxes and reselling them on on eBay and Amazon and um, Mercari and so many sites. And I just remember that being the biggest thing that happened during November, December for reselling. So it's been a crazy year, we went from We've went from really just people being normal to uh, people going crazy over consoles. And it's transitioned a lot this year to a lot more people doing retail arbitrage. It's It's been a more mainstream thing than it's ever been before, at least in my opinion. And so as things like this go more mainstream, I'm interested to see what are the flips that continue to have the most value. Because some of the things that had a lot of value back in the months of March, April, May, have changed to where they may not be as valuable anymore. People aren't buying sports cards the and getting the same returns that they were if they were buying in April and selling in June, right? Because they they spiked so high, it's crazy to, to, to even see that. Where now, obviously sports cards are still a very good investment, there's plenty to be made, but I don't see the returns happening for people as high as they were in those months because that was right before the spike, and then obviously, the the market for those jumped up really high it became more of a mainstream thing and now a lot of people know about sports cards they're not just this really really low-key item they're pretty mainstream now compared to what they were before where now you see a lot of big celebrities a lot of big sports athletes collecting cards and collecting their own cards so just a really really interesting thing to see there but what is going to be the biggest flip in 2021 what is going to be that thing because we have one every year i remember in 2019 We had those Fortnite cards that came out. If you ended up reselling and you kind of paid attention to reselling back in 2019, there were these Fortnite cards that came out that you could get for free at at several different retailers and they had this minty pickaxe on them. And it was like the only way to get them was to be able to scratch off that Fortnite card and put in the code online and it would tell you, hey, you've been awarded this pickaxe and that was it. And so people were buying them on eBay for 20 and 30 bucks and plenty of people I knew were able to walk into retailers just ask them for the whole stack of cards because they were a free promotion. They would get the whole stack of cards and sell them on eBay for 30 bucks a piece. It was just crazy, crazy margins. So that was one of the biggest things I remember from 2019 2020, the biggest thing that sticks with me is is somewhere between sports cards and consoles just being the biggest things. I'm just waiting to see what 2021 has in store. I think there'll be a lot of things that change with the, the economy. I think there'll be a lot of things that change with the reselling markets as well. I'm interested to see what happens, but I do know this. I will be here doing as much as I can to keep you guys in the loop and hopefully contribute anything I can, anything that I come across to to hopefully better you as a reseller as i improve my own reselling abilities so hopefully you guys had a fun time rocking with me this year i've been having a lot of fun with the podcast having a lot of fun with social media and it's something that i plan to continue a lot in 2021 so i'm ready to take it on and see what happens but that being said i'm gonna wrap up this year you guys have a great rest of your 2020 I hope that you have a great 2021 as well, but definitely bring in the new year and spend it with the people that you care about most because that's really what this is about. I mean, for me, I love reselling, but I resell because it gives me an outlet to be able to provide for the people that I care about most and provide for myself as well, um, that maybe in ways that a regular job can't just provide for me. And so it's it's another stream of income that helps me and helps me be able to give in ways that I can't give and be able to spend time with family and and take opportunities to go on trips with family and stuff that I wouldn't be able to do um, in other in other sorts of jobs or with just a single income so it's it's crazy how it's changed my life in the last year and hopefully it can continue to grow in 2021 just as it has in this year but that being said I'm gonna wrap this thing up you guys have a great rest of your year and I'll get with you next year with another podcast have a good one peace